Welcome to the City Life Lansing podcast. We hope this message empowers you to love life, love Jesus, love people, and dream more. You can connect with us at citylifelansing.com. You belong here. Tell me somebody got that on video or something. Okay, good. First engagement ever at City Life on stage. Proud of you, James. You know, he, he wanted to do it uh, at church and just to kind of set things right that it's about Jesus, and that's, that's really exciting. Um, today is uh, second week of new school, and you know this temptation a little bit where you get something new and you want it, uh, and you may, maybe covet, maybe you're really great in Christ and you're fine over it, but if you see someone that has new things long enough, you, you start to want it, and uh, just a little bit, and it's pretty neat um, getting to experience um, new things, and you, you get them, you try them, but they don't stay new, do they? Right? Like these shoes, I've gotten a few compliments on, and they're, they're incredible, and you know that uh, moment where somebody tells you uh, about, you know, oh, nice shoes, and then you feel that if you got them cheap, well, I got them on the, you know, it's just like so uncomfortable. I bought them on discount. It's like, geez, we know, gosh, it's okay. Spend, I don't care if there were 50 million, but for this case, though, they weren't. They were 36 bucks, and they got shipped in an envelope from China, and they came in the, the mailbox um, with no box, and uh, they hadn't been worn. They smelled new, so it was great. They're breathable, and, but, and so that, that is the true story, but maybe you're one of those people where you always have to apologize. You're afraid to get something new. Uh, it's okay to have stuff new, and, um, but it's really important today that you know what is new. And why new school is so important, because we're taking it back to the old, where loving God and loving people is new. That's so new. That's the new thing. That, that's what you can carry over into the next season. That's how you meet people. That's how you talk to them. And that's what you wear. That's what you dress. We're loving God and loving people. Mm, my cell phone. Loving And so the basics we don't graduate from. We just carry them over into the next season. Psalm um, 127 says this in verse 1 through 3. Unless the Lord builds the house, unless the Lord watches over the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. It is in vain that you rise up early and go late to rest, eating the bread of anxious toil, that means anxious work, for he gives to his beloved sheep. God gives. Now, I, I, I could dare to adventure that it would be such a tragedy for all of us to, to know that what we worked on in our life and all the things that we got ready, that it didn't matter and that we did it all in vain. That means an endless, worthless pursuit and it just got blown away, right? The house got blew down, blow down, the big bad wolf came and our house didn't withstand the storm. Is, you know, there's a verse that talks about where you, that all of our works, everything we do will be tested by fire. And I've often thought you can test them now or watch God test them later. And I think it's very healthy to calibrate many times, take inventory and say, okay, 
And what I'm doing, we're going to go right into, is my job, am I effective? Is this the type of attitude God would want me to carry? And we're going to go right into Luke chapter 10. We're going to pick it up. This is a famous story that people may or may not be familiar with. I think it's always uncomfortable when uh, preachers say that because if you don't know the famous story, you now are on the outside looking in. But if you're on the inside looking out, I say that this is a famous story because you may think you've graduated from this story. Oh, I know that one. Oh, the Mary Martha game. Oh, yeah. Oh, Martha. Don't be her. Really. Jesus loves her. He knows her. He's a friend of her. He loves this family. We get to see that Jesus, uh, in, in John chapter 11, when he approaches with the Lazarus being dead, he approaches Martha and his sister, and it says that he loved them. And so he cares really deeply about Martha. He cares about Mary in this story. And I think we would identify more with Martha out of our default setting. Now let's read. Now, as they went on their way, Jesus entered a village. Now, this is the village of Bethany. It's about two miles east of uh, Jerusalem. And, And a woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. So look, Martha's getting it right. You meet Jesus, welcome him. And what did Jesus say? When you entertain a stranger or when you've done to somebody that the world has outcast, you have done to him. You have literally taken care of Jesus. There's been times when I haven't taken care of God's people well. There's been other times when Jesus felt like I did it right. Yeah, Jesus is proud of me. Jesus is proud of you just because he loves you. And she had a sister called Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. But Martha was distracted with much serving, and she went up to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her then to help me. This is is, uh, Parenting 101. These aren't my things. I'm having to pick them all up. This is my kid's daily. They aren't mine. Why aren't they helping me? Wait, they're supposed to be helping me. And we all play this at work. Wait, I'm not going to do that. Or why aren't they here? So what's the main point? What's Jesus trying to communicate here? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha. Now, when you see a name written twice in the Bible, what that is giving you is this is a, a pretty deep attention. Peter, Peter, But it's a gentle correction. Martha, Martha, trying to get attention. So when you see truly, truly, it's trying to cement a point. Now, this language doesn't transfer into today's age. If you repeat something twice, you wonder if somebody has a stuttering problem. But now when you repeat something twice in Scripture, this is a time to really lean in. And that's what he's saying. He's saying, Martha, I get that you're busy. I get but one stuff. But here, check this. You are anxious and troubled about many things. But one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion which will not be taken away from her. Now, when you're around somebody important, I think there's one of two things to do. First thing is serve them. Anyway, I want to get them uh, whatever they would need because approval is really important to me. I want to be known. I want to be noticed. Have you ever went with Uh, friends to a concert or to some type of seminar and they want to meet the the celebrity and I'm I'm uncomfortable and I don't know if this is false uh, humility because we can meet them but but I'm uncomfortable in that moment because I'm like why 
Someone asked me at a uh, church conference recently, they said, you want to meet the guy? I said, I don't know what I'm going to say to him. What, if I have something to say, I'm going to walk up and meet him. Otherwise, hey, you won't remember this in two seconds later and uh, bye, right? That's, that's what it does. You better cut through the noise pretty quick. I remember we met Lecrae. He's signing a bunch of autographs and we're, we're through the line. And I knew it's like he's not going to remember this moment ever. He's deeply impacted my life. His music, I could tell him all of this, right? He's going to hear that. They got people online with 116 tattoos. All right? I, don't, I can't pull up and be like, hey, yeah, this is how much you impacted me, my life. But, so I just said, I said, hey, we got in line. I said, hey, bro, you look tall. He was like, he was like yeah? And he, goes, and he goes, yeah? I said, do you want to play on my team? And he goes, he was like, uncomfortable? I said, no, man, I'm just kidding. I said, here's the truth. You wouldn't even remember me. Otherwise, I just tried to cut to the noise to say this. Thank you. You've made an impact in our life. And, he, you know, he gave a, a, a pound real quick. And I got to meet him another time. And the first question he said was, hey, do you MC, which means rap? And he meets people like that all the time. And so we just shifted the conversation. It was only a few moments. Hey, he said, these are your kids? Because I didn't have a specific ask for him. Because I know that I would be tempted to look for approval from somebody who's very, you know, high esteemed and try to navigate in a situation. But that's just not what I want. Because here's the truth. There's somebody even greater than any celebrity we've ever thought. There's somebody way greater that when, when he speaks, we listen. And so, you know, have you seen that um, on hashtags when people talk about hashtag goat? And have you ever wondered what that is? I'm like, I don't want nothing to do with a goat. <laughs> it's associated with the devil. Many times, get the goats gone, people. I mean, this is a satanic symbol for even some. But what I found is over time, when they were hashtagging this with Peyton Manning and Jordan, is it meant greatest of all time. It was an acronym. So I Googled it um, secretly and privately because I want to be cutting edge. And I Googled this, and I found out that it means the greatest of all time. And when I'm thinking about this interaction, Mary and Martha, I want us to really get this. The way you would interview, the GOAT. I mean, you want to know the, what made you what made you tick. This video is online. Kobe Bryant, he was at the gym early. Oh, he saw one time that a guard came in early to, to, to work out, and Kobe saw him pulling in, and he ran in the gym, and he outworked him, and then he stayed an extra hour. And then the guy asked him, why did you stay and work out in the gym? And he says, because I saw you pull in and want to work out. It's like, Kobe. Kobe, I mean, right? Oh man, Kobe, Kobe, you know, it's like Kobe. And that's what people do. You know, Mamba time, I'm take over Mamba time. Wait, 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 Jesus time. Do you know Jesus is the goat? I mean, Jesus really is. Do we hang on every word he speaks? Do we want to listen and interview him? Because when we recognize who comes in the room and when we enter, you know, we say, all right, first things first, I need to get this right. I need to sit and listen. Well, we get kind of busy. Now, maybe uh, if you've been a part of a wedding, and shout out to Mr. and Mrs. Matthew Hall back there. They just got married this year, and I got to officiate the wedding. And uh, in future, um, right here, uh, this is going to be exciting. But I've been in 10 weddings, and I have uh, sat, or I mean, attended, it feels like 40,000 weddings. And now I've officiated 10 weddings. Um, so this, I got a little bit of wedding cred as I just lay this portfolio out here with you. And so I've been around this thing for a lot. And one thing I look back to the wedding, it's interesting because most of the people that I've been around, not you guys, of course, and um, most of the people I've been around, 
it, it, it becomes more about what the ceremony and the planning is going to be about than the actual bride and groom themselves. I think back to my wedding. I'm not sure there's one thing I would do uh, the same. Maybe the only thing I would do is connect before the wedding and have that moment that we did, just Crystal and I, like, wow, that was the most special time. Everything else, it felt like it was for grandma. It was for grandma. And that happens all the time. And we always encourage wedding, uh, you know, during the, the, the um, counseling, we always encourage people, hey, just let's just slow it down and try to embrace the moment. But it's so hard. You're living on a budget. You got to, you know, I mean, this is mom's wedding. This is grandma's wedding. This is godparents' wedding. And they're all there. And you know what everyone becomes? It's not necessarily the bride. They all become bridezilla. Everybody like bridezilla. They just do. And I'm telling you, for us, with our planning, our preparation, our daily activities, we find ourselves with Jesus in the room, serving to get ready, because that would be the custom. Martha was getting ready to do what was customary, serve and be a good host. Get that. So she's doing what's right, but Mary's doing what's better. In that moment, Martha wanted to identify with being a good host, and Mary wanted, it's the worst when it's being a good disciple. When you get invited to somebody's house for dinner, it's the worst when it's not ready. And it, it, you know, it's stress, it's exhausting. And there's some people you get invited to their house and you can feel that it's more about the interaction than it is about the busy toil, the anxiousness. And this, is, um, this has been a big thing in my life. Sometimes I don't even want to go to parties because I, I, it's, I know what's going to happen. The microwave, we're freaking out. And there's great moments in that. So you got to hear that loud and clear. Working is so of God. How we work is so important. How we're defined in our work. Coming from that place of identity, coming from that place of victory. And in Matthew 11, it says, Jesus says this, Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. And learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart. And you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. As I've read this over the years, I picked up on it. Like, I understand what it's implying. They come to me, Jesus has me. I'm gonna make it gentle, I'm gonna give you rest. My yoke is light. At that point, I'm, okay, what he gives me is light. But yoke isn't a word we use every day. Is that referred to eggs? One yoke, two yoke, remove the yoke. Is that a CrossFit land? Are we, are we working out? How many grams of protein is this? And so you feel a little bit of noob land. What is yoke? And here's a picture of when you think about what a yoke is. And um, so oxen and uh, they would have this yoke on them to control their behavior and it would weigh them down so that they could continue to plow and go forward and it's heavy. It's heavy. Like life, your job, the busyness, the planning, it's heavy in the daily and next thing you know, you're beat down so far. Like you don't, you seriously, you're just like this. And I was thinking about this image and I was like, I just got to lay down for this because here's what it's like. People are crying 
And they're just so freaked out. They're like, Jesus, I love you. I come here on Sunday. I don't know what this means. I've been preparing. I'm trying to get ready, but it's so heavy. God, take it. I can't take the family pain. I can't take the issues. I can't take the struggles, my job, my coworkers, and the stress becomes unbearable. And this is where anxiety increases, right? This is where it increases. And here's what Jesus is saying. No, no, take that thing off. What are you doing? Take it off. Who cares about the party? Who cares about the planning? Sometimes you just got to hit the swag reset button. Reset, reboot computer, delete files. This is horrible. Clean house. Back to the basics. This is ridiculous. I, I don't want any of this to be said at my funeral. I'm done. I'm checking out. This is, this is, why am I even doing it? I don't even really like that person. I don't even know why. I'm not trying to please them. Yeah, sure, sure. I can come. I mean, right? Like, it's hard. I had somebody ask, they said, I want to connect for lunch. I said, oh, that's awesome. I said, right now we're trying to work on an album. What about September? Um, great, what day? I'm like, woohoo. I said, can we just wait till September? No, I'd prefer if we get on the schedule now. I would prefer we don't. <laughs> you feel that tension? Because you love people. You want to get ready. You do want to get the ceremony ready. Church is important. We want to get the hallway ready, the kids' ministry. Jesus, we're doing this all for you. And here's what you think, that God is somehow tolerating you because if you do a lot for him, he's like, well done. Because think of the settings we're in. Your job, you perform, you get paid. School, you get a test, you perform, you get it. You get your degree. But think about it when it comes to Jesus. He loves you because. And if you're not doing it in and through and for him, then it's all in vain anyways. Now, the book of Revelation um, is one that people read and come up with the most unique perspectives on God that I've ever heard in my life. I've heard more about the book of Revelation than I've ever known the book of Revelation had to tell me. And the book of Revelation is amazing. And in fact, most people, when they start out, and I started out like this, is it's the book of Revelations. Yeah, Revelations 5 says this. And, you're, and then you start to pick it up because you don't know. And you're, someone in the crowd is like, you're right. I say Revelations. Well, it's only one Revelation. Jesus, and he, and he has this one on the island of Patmos. And he's been, he's been boiled basically alive. And, he's, and, he, and he has this encounter. And, he can, and he's writing about these things he sees, but he doesn't fully understand I think that's okay that there's a bit of a mystery sometimes. You know when you read your Bible and the reason you feel like you can't be invited to learn and listen from Jesus and sit? It's because I don't get this. There's horned people and there's, you know, animal faces. What does this mean? But if you understand the overarching theme, I remember one time I read it with uh, the gospel translation or the gospel transformation Bible commentary right there. And you got to feel the heartbeat that it was so connected with all of the story of God. And in the beginning, he's writing to churches and, and calling them out for the, how they've got astray. And in chapter two, there's a church in Ephesus. In Ephesus, if you read the book of Ephesians, I mean, this is a highlight church. They do prolific things. They do so many things well. They're not bowing to idols. They're able to discern and say, that's not right doctrine. And what that means is that's a false teacher. And we have our works. We were dead in Christ. We remember the gospel. And, and, but you see, it says this, I know your works, your toil, and your patient endurance. Now, toil is, is associated with the fall. 
that back because we didn't obey God, that now there's pain in our work, peace in the midst of it all. He's really trying to alleviate us and get us to experience this delightful peace in the midst of it all. And so the answer isn't just we sit and we only play a guitar and all day long we don't work anymore and we're Jesus hippies. No, no, no. No, no, we're in the world. We work, we work hard, except our work doesn't define us. In our ceremony, even in the midst of it, we remember the first things first. And if not, I'm telling you, we can be so prone to wander. Check this. And how you cannot bear with those who are evil, this is an amazing compliment. But you have tested those who call themselves apostles and are not, and found them to be false. I know you are enduring patiently and bearing up for my name's sake. And you have not grown weary. Now, if verse four and it didn't continue, that is quite an impressive resume. Just pause and think about that. You don't think we need to take inventory. I'm telling you, I don't think that would be said of us. And that's, I just don't know. I would hope, like those, that's an amazing display of God saying, hey, you did it, you're doing it. But here's the main thing. But I have this against you, that you have abandoned the love that you had at first. First things first. And it goes on to say, repent. And so Revelation, it it still has the gospel in it. It's the good news. Repent, because you can find life. And one day, there's a city coming, all tribes, all people, all background. You know, no more nonsense, people talking about, we need to keep the Confederate flag up. Uh, No more of that nonsense. I'm talking about where Jesus is present, all of God's people are there worshiping the throne, and there's no more darkness. Get that, because he's present, God, and it's all light now. There's no more tears, and you get to see the end, the grand finale. But up till those very moments, God is still wanting our hearts. He still wants to call us to repentance, and it's because he's really trying to give us life. Verse five, it's, it goes on and says, basically repent and turn to your, you know, your original work. Get back to you, those original works. And if you think about it, that's interesting that it would use the word works. It, and I was, I was praying about that and I was thinking, it is a work to let Jesus, Jesus's work be like it, that's it. That's what I'm defined by. That's the greatest work that I'll ever do is, is letting God's work be enough. Like that's it. Are you guys with me? That's it. That's the new school. That's the new school. I want to call the worship team up front. And I think this is what God's doing and breathing in this season. I think he's breathing here at City Life. Fall's coming. Got to take the kids to school. You feel it? Anxiety's rising for me a little bit. I'm not feeling the school drop-off thing. And so, uh, newsflash, parents, if I see you in the morning, I'm not trying to have convos at 8 a.m. I haven't. Right then, trying to break that for 37 years, but I'm game ready after 10 or if I'm speaking or something. But before then, it is a labor of love. I could be up at 4 a.m., pray fast, everything. I'm not trying to have deep convos at 8 a.m. And so I'm so grateful to Crystal who can have awesome convos at 8 a.m. And so we made the exchange this year. Babe, if we're going to go where we need to go, you got to drop the kids off at school. Really? How? I don't know. Homeschool might be in our future. Okay, that's not in our future. And so she started getting the kids in the middle of snow, 
you know, the, the twins, everything, carrying them down the street, what, you know, with the five kids deep just to drop off a Jerome and Justice this year. But now our kids will be at two different schools because Giselle's going to enter preschool. And it's going to be great. But fall's coming. And why fall's coming is important because it's August and you can prepare to get ready what God wants to do. And you want to make your life count because that's just, who doesn't? That's why we all pay for these seminars. What? You want to make your life count, but really it counts when we let Jesus' work be enough. It's it. And I think God is showing up um, not in the big things for us right now. It's not in the flash. And it reminds me of 1 Kings 19 when Elijah in 18 has this just incredible move of God where false prophets and people are destroyed to prove that Elijah's God is the one. And then Elijah moves and carries into uh, the, the, the story continues where he's on the run now, fleeing. And he's so threatened by um, the, the situation that he says, um, he says he'd rather die. And God, he goes to sleep. And then God says, just basically rest, here's some food. And then he continues his journey because it was really important that he paused. And you would think that somebody who saw God move mightily could believe for God to move again. Because just what you did yesterday, if we're like, hey, City Life, you should have saw what we did with sports camp. Oh, our small groups, there was people opening up about their life. Is that what's going to be said of us? I'm telling you, those are all good things, but they're add-ons to the main thing. They're not the course. They're not the wedding. It's not. It's, that's not what it's about. And in 19, there's, there's that God is going to meet Elijah. He goes outside and shows up. Uh, God passes by with wind. He passes by with an earthquake. And he passes by with fire. And I would think that God would use those things in that particular moment because he's used fire before. He's used signs and wonders before. He's used, you know, he plagues before. He's proven himself. But you know what he used? And it says this. It says, then after the earthquake, a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, the sound of a low whisper. That's it. And then Elijah, realizing it was God, Wrap the cloak around his face because you can't, you can't interact with God face to face. You'll die. And it has interaction with God. But it was in a whisper. You know the greatest effect in music, people say, is, do you guys know what it is? Uh, the prayer people, you can't say it because they were here for the rally. But do you know anybody here? You can just shout it out. There's no, well, there's wrong answers, but it'd be funny to laugh about them. What is it? Greatest effect in music. Is it distortion? What is it? Is it bass? That's what somebody said. Anybody know? Oh, somebody it got an idea? with blast. There you go. We have a it rhyme. Rhy it rhymes with chess. <laughs> it rhymes with best. It's four, four uh, letters. <laughs> it's what? Rest. The greatest effect in music rest it's not fun to be at a jam session where nobody ever pauses right right no it's the rest it's the rest can be the most dynamic part of music is the rest 
in your life and in my life. I really pray that in and hanging on beauty is in Jesus loving and leading us, leaning in and hanging on every one of his words, that that's the first thing. Because God is not impressed by what we do. He's impressed when we let him have all of us. Period. That's when he's impressed. And then out of that, we do some really big, incredible things. Because we flow from victory. We flow from identity. We flow from purpose. And so there's no neighborhood we're we're scared of. There's no inner city school that is too rough. There's no business that can't be expanded. We see God's glory. There's no no law that we can't uh, submit and see and try to challenge. There's no justice cause that we can't be in the midst of because we know that that's not going to be defining us, but we're coming as agents of another planet. We are part of the new school where loving God and loving people are most important. Dr. Choco is uh, a huge pastor in Chicago. I don't know, you know, maybe you guys have heard of him. He was on the cover of Time Magazine. That's a pretty big deal, wouldn't you think? Time Magazine. And he does inner city. They were in a school for 10 years. Um, 10 years. And now they have campuses all over Chicago in some of the worst area. And they've asked him, you know, Choco, how don't you burn out? What's happening? And he goes, you can never, that's, Jesus time. Now, personal Jesus time, uh, disclaimer, that's, that sometimes can be like idolized, right? Like you're idolizing just me and Jesus where God wants you more, in, you know, he wants you in community. But um, I remember being so impacted by that because I'll tell you what, I like to work. I do. I like to get stuff done. I feel validated in it. But just Stopping and letting Jesus love me in the midst of it all. Period. Period. So um, the worship team is just going to sing for a couple minutes here. And here would be my prayer. That I, I feel that even this sermon, you're like, well, okay, I get it. But I got all these things to do. But, and you could almost just rally off all of your stress and your anxiety. And you're coming to Jesus, not me. You're coming to Jesus and you're telling him, well, Jesus, don't, you don't understand. My sister's not helping me. And he's like, what are you doing? We're not throwing a party. I'm the one that's throwing the party for you. You don't have to plan it. You don't have to prepare it. You just get to enjoy the benefits. Now, therefore, go. Take my yoke. It's light. Go work. Go be engaged. Go run. And the whole time, pray without ceasing. Remember me. Remember me. So if you want to uh, pray, stand, do whatever, I'm just going to carve out a two, uh, couple minutes here just to kind of take inventory to see where we're at with this new school, Mary Mindset. Thanks for listening to the City Life Lansing podcast. Loving you and loving the city one life at a time. For more information, messages, and to partner financially, go to citylifelancing.com. You belong here.